Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Spirit of a Flesh podcast. My name is Bimisola Abutu, your delightful host of the Spirit of a Flesh podcast. I podcast about faith, family, lifestyle, and above all, ministry. Please do not forget to follow us on our social media pages. On Instagram, we are at Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. Okay? At Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. On Facebook, we are Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. God bless you as you do so. To our old listeners, we want to say welcome back to the Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. And to our new listeners, we say welcome to our Spirit Over Flesh podcast. We are so excited to have you here and we hope that as you listen to this podcast, God blesses you, enriches your mind and elevates your spirits. Today's podcast is definitely different. You know, when I started this podcast, uh, when the Holy Spirit laid the idea of this podcast in my heart, I always thought of the podcast going, you know, really big, right? And in those moments where I was, you know, writing my ideas down, talking to the Holy Spirit. You know, there was somebody that crossed my mind. I really needed to be on the podcast, you know, as the thing grew. So I'm here to tell especially our old listeners that, yes, so <laughs> there's a different episode, a different episode with Spice, a different episode with The Juice, yes. And there's a different episode with a lot of hot takes, yeah, hot, sizzling hot takes, <laughs> Okay, so today, huh, we have somebody coming on the podcast. Never has it happened before on the Spirit of a Flesh podcast. So I think there should be a drum roll for that. Um, so I'm going to go. If you didn't get that, play that in your head again, and then I'm sure you get it. That was a drum roll. <laughs> so drum roll, I'm having somebody that, you know, I shared the idea of this podcast with, you know, some years back, and I decided that, you know, she was going to be one of the first people that I was going to bring on the podcast for, you know, our listeners. So today, I'm going to be reading the profile of this amazing person. Before you get any ideas in your head, just listen as I read out the profile of this amazing superwoman. Yes, it's a woman. Women first. Hello. <laughs> okay, so this person is a devoted wife. She's a loving mom of two beautiful girls and a fashion designer, a lifestyle relationship YouTuber. Determined to parent her children different from the way she was raised, led her to respectful parenting. After doing a lot of research, reading books of respectful parenting experts, as well as trial and error, she has started to share on her Instagram page the things that have worked and are working for her family. She is currently a student of fashion design in Fashionware College. Did I pronounce that right? Anyways, she's going to come say that herself. But she's a student of fashion designing in Fashionware College, London, Ontario, where she's improving on her skills. So, without no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, for the very first time on the Spirit Over Flesh podcast, please make welcome Mrs. Olajumoke Emuobo. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, uh, Mrs. Olajumoke Emuobo. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast today. Like, I can't really... I don't know, I can't quantify it in words. Are you, are you as excited as I am? But maybe it's because it's my podcast, so <laughs> I'm more excited than you are. But welcome to the Spirit of a Flesh podcast. 
never happened on the spirit of a flesh podcast never like this has never happened we've never had anybody on the spirit of a flesh podcast but mrs large has decided to raise us with her voice not her presence now her voice on the spirit of a flesh podcast i was so grateful to have you here welcome to the podcast thank you thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate it thank you thank you thank you for being on the podcast i mean you're uh, you're i call i call her a superwoman for those that do not know because i feel like she's doing like doing more than wonder woman she's doing like 25 things at the same time and jimoke is still like oh don't worry i can attend to that i'm like how does this girl put this thing together but before we go into that right i already promised the listeners of this podcast that you know we're going to be having a lot of hot takes i mean sizzling hot takes on this podcast today i'm going to be asking mrs jimoke a couple of questions right because i look at her as somebody that you know has you know an answer to almost everything she's not good but i feel like when you ask Jumoke something she always has she always has a good response not a bad response now she has a good response to everything but one thing i admire so much about mrs Jumoke is her marriage her lifestyle and as you all know this podcast also focuses on lifestyle so the first question i actually want to ask is how did you meet your spouse you know, talking about your marriage now, how did you meet your spouse? Uh, okay, so my husband and I met, um, it was NYC actually, so okay. like the Nigerian youth spirit that we do, okay. that was actually how it Oh, now can you, can you, can you make that loud enough? That meet each other at NYC. Oh, wow. <laughs> can you make that loud enough? Because a lot of people don't want to go for the youth service. People are always grumbling. And this is somebody here that I know to my own knowledge, she's not... 10 years in marriage but i mean she has done some months right like a lot of months yeah i mean years now but i don't want to measure it in years i want to measure it in like months right and then i admire (laughs) i admire you so much and you're here telling us that you met your Uh husband during the course of your youth service wow please blow us away away. (laughs) okay so um so he uh he he actually just finished nyc right when i had just started mm-hmm. so it was the thing where we report to our first cds so that was how we met so i was in athletic cds and so was he so he was the outgoing captain for athletics wow. so he came by to do like orientation for the new people right mm-hmm. and that was how we started talking and then it turned out that he worked um in alausa as well alausa in hmm, for the big boys Africa. right <laughs> i was like oh that was exactly where I was going to serve. And he asked what, what office I was going to be in. And I said, oh, I'm in special duties. And he was like, oh, you had a very good friend that also served in special duties, like the exact office that I was going to be in. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. So that's how did he go cool. with the person? So I had a lot of questions for him. So yeah, that was um, how we got talking. And then I was torn between what CDS to join because I had a choice to either be in athletic CDS mm-hmm. or join editorial CDS. And he was, I was, he was like, oh, he thinks athletics is the better choice for me. And I was like, oh, sell it to me. Why 
Like, how do you tell somebody to convince know, right? you? Like, how do you tell someone that? I know, like, see, you know, when I look back at my at myself, like, when I was, like, 20, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I met him, like, just before I turned 21, right? Oh, nice. And I always knew that he was, like, he was, like, he was my 21st birthday present. Yeah. But um, every time I look back at my old self, I'm like, man, how did I see some of these things? Because me today, <laughs> no, I won't do that. It's like, I'm like, where was that girl going, mm. you know? Mm. That kind of thing. But yes, I did say that. And I knew for a fact that if this person could actually convince me to date him, it means I actually really, really like this person. I yeah. love this person. Mm-hmm. And I will marry this person that I love. Mm. Right? So that was what it was for me. So... And of course, the second thing was that he actually really did make me feel. I fell in love with him. So oh, that nice. was how I just knew that, yep, I can be with this person. Oh, nice. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really something we want to hear. Okay, so you and your husband seem like you've, you're a very intentional couple. I mean, coming from somebody that had said, you know what, convince me on why I should go out with you. I mean, that sounds like, you know, you wanted to be intentional about your relationship. And now, you guys are married, obviously. I sometimes look at you guys, and I also want you to actually tell the listeners, was, I mean, did you guys always, you know, sit down before you got married and, you know, discuss, you know, parenting, finances, you know, all these um, things that, you know, they tell couples to, you know, talk about before, you know, they actually get into marriage. Because for one, I'm going to be very honest. I didn't do most of those things with my husband, but I feel like we're not there yet, yeah, but we're learning on the job. But you seem like a very intentional couple. And I'm like, oh, this girl looks like the standard. <laughs> Let's just go with what oh, she yeah. says. Okay, so okay, we want to actually hear that. <laughs> okay, bust our heads, please. Yeah, so funny, you know, so did we discuss um, parenting, laws, mm-hmm. and finances? Yeah, mm-hmm, all of those. No, we did not. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So the first thing was, we did definitely discuss in-laws, obviously, mm-hmm. because we knew that, you know, no matter what, we would always put each other first. Mm-hmm. So that one was sure for us. But for parenting, so I would say, no, we didn't have definite exact things that we we're going to do, no. Mm-hmm. We decided to leave it open because we realized that as people, each yeah. other, as my husband and I, we actually change a lot. Mm-hmm. So we left to most of it open. In retrospect, I would say that, oh my God, we really, really locked out with each other, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's not something that I would advise everyone to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. But I guess it worked for us because of our personalities, right? Mm-hmm. We are always open to discussing things. Like, So we're very open people. Mm-hmm. Our communication channels are always open. Yeah. We don't cast things in stone because we realize that things change, mm-hmm. circumstances yeah. change, right? Mm-hmm. So even if we do decide something, we always leave it open. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have like a definite discussion about finance. I mean, for instance, now we have talked about it. Like our dynamics right now. Um, first of all, I have never worked like in this marriage, so to speak. I moved from Nigeria to Canada. I haven't worked yet. I became a mom, you know, because we weren't planning to start having kids immediately, right? But that happened. So then I was a stay-at-home mom and now I'm in school. So there hasn't been a time where I've worked, but we have discussed that, oh, when I do start to work, I'm going to cover some bills. Mm -hmm. We haven't cast it in stone yet what bills exactly or how much exactly and all that because, you know, that hasn't happened to us yet. But we have left it open. Oh, this is a discussion that we're going to come back table this later that kind of thing so that's what we do and then on the type of parents we wanted to be we just knew 
we just discuss that oh we're gonna love our kids we're gonna give them the best whatever the best looks like to us is what we're gonna do but the exact that um oh this is exactly 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 what we're gonna do we never um had that discussion in fact i was so sure that because my husband is very calm i mean i already mentioned that i already knew that he wasn't gonna spank our kids and i said i don't want spoiled kids i always said that i said i was gonna spank my kids yeah like in fact during my baby shower every couple has that conversation of who is going to be the one to spank the kids or i don't want to spank my kids i don't want you to spank my kids but when the kids actually come sometimes they give them a light spanking (laughs) So, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I said I was going to do that. Like oh, I said, I'm so sure. In fact, during the baby shower, when everybody asked mm-hmm. who's going to be the disciplinarian, the strict one, the one that was punk, everybody pointed at me and I was ah. like, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> You know, I said that. Yeah, oh. I did. Wow. But, you know, uh, yeah, I did say that. And um, I would say that so far, mm-hmm. we look at things, we look at the dynamics we're in, and we just tackle situations as we go. But would I advise people to talk about things before they marry? Yes, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And you see that I said we locked out mm-hmm. because of the type of people we are. Mm-hmm. So, and I realized that there are different kinds of people, right? Yeah. So if you guys know each other, that it's better for you guys to have things set in stone than definitely do that yeah. but for us we're more flexible because mm. the door of conversation is always open mm. right to discuss mm. things as we go but i would say that you don't necessarily have to cast everything in stone you just need to have like a little roadmap yeah right of things but yes you should really discuss those things i would say that some things some discussions come up as you go which is why we should always have an open mind right mm. there's some things you never anticipate would happen but they do happen so how do we tackle that mm-hmm. which is why regardless there always needs to be an open channel of communication mm-hmm. oh, like i promised everybody that is listening to this podcast right now i knew you were going to you know if there's a table right now you just you know scatter the table like i said you have an answer for everything whether it's personal experience or not i feel like jimoke is like a walking inside. <laughs> she's she's crazy. <laughs> and I'm not oh trying to bust her bubble or anything. I'm just saying sometimes I you know, I remember like I told the you know the listeners at the beginning of this episode, I said, you know, when I wanted to start this podcast some years ago, I actually spoke to you about it and you know it was the depth for me. It was just you're not a surface person. That's why, you know, I feel like I, I'm also married, but I admire your marriage. I'm like, how does this girl, you know, I know social media knows how to amplify a lot of things, but if someone is really happy, right, there's no amplification whatsoever. You cannot exaggerate it. Even if you try to, I mean, people can always see behind the lies, right? So I always knew that oh my, this girl is not... She's not trying to sell, you know, some kind of light to us out there. She's actually enjoying her marriage. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's more like a friendship kind of thing. And like you said, even if you did not have anything cast in stone, you guys still had some kind of conversations. It was not, you know, we didn't have any conversation at all. So for some people listening now, don't think you cannot, even in friendships, right? I feel like 
People should always learn to speak to one another. Just communicate. Oh, yes. Exactly. Oh, yes. So yes. You don't have to wait till, I mean, it's a romantic relationship before you know, you know, you trash things out or you leave you know, a lot of words unsaid. I mean, this is, like I said, I myself am even, you know, taking a lot of notes from, you know, all that you're saying. It just feels like I'm a newborn baby in marriage all of a sudden. <laughs> and, you know, you're schooling me on a lot of things and... You know, like I said, I'm really appreciative of the fact that you decided to come on this board today and educate us. But one other thing... <laughs> oh, thank you. So I also wanted to ask, I mean, what did marriage mean to you, you know, pre-marriage and now that you're in marriage? You know, obviously, for those that do not know, um, guys, Jamalke is actually a Yoruba woman, yeah, by tribe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and her husband is, you know, I think Delta... Yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to allow you, you know, just take us through that because I know, you know, we've had a lot of things like, um, you know, if they come from two different cultural or tribal backgrounds, it's going to be messy. Mm -hmm. I also did that. I mean, I didn't marry you, but man, right from something like secondary school, I already knew I wasn't going to get married to somebody, you know, from my tribe. So it was just... You know, a leap of faith for me, but I'm not going to, I'm not the one on the hot seat today. You are the one going to be telling us, you know, what were your ideas before marriage? And now that you're in it, I mean, was it, did it live up to, you know, expectation? You know, did it leave, I mean, did it not, you know, get up there or something like that? Let's just know. I mean, how was it? Okay, uh, well, <laughs> I would say that to me, marriage means companionship. Mm. It means companionship before marriage, and it still means companionship now. Like, Ooh. that's it. Like, that's the, wow. that's the it for me. Wow. It is companionship. I remember when we were dating, before we got married, I told my husband that when I'm marrying you, yeah, I am marrying you for companionship. Nice. I'm not marrying you for children. Mm. I'm not marrying you. So, I was like, I'm not marrying you for children. So, there would never be a time that the children would come before you or me, mm. Mm. right? So we are the most important people yeah. here, mm. and there shouldn't ever be a time that the kids will come before either of us. Wow. That was what, yeah. So, yes, it was for companionship then, and it is for companionship now. Mm. That's what it means to me, 100%. Wow. So all the other things, you know, along the way. And the truth is that the reason why my husband and I have always had to communicate talk to each other, be there for each other, and really be all about each other. It's mm. because of, I mean, what you just mentioned about us being from different backgrounds, right? Yeah. When it came to marrying, my parents were averse to us getting married mm -hmm. because of his tribe, right? So, ooh, why did I skip Ugo State mm. or Ibadan, all the places mm. and go all the way? So, mm. Delta State, like, what happened to all the Yoruba men and all that? Mm. And then there was also the who his mom and dad are not together factor but wow. we knew that we wanted to be with each other because mm. aside the fact that we had dated each other we had changed like we had um how would i even say we had become so in sync mm. we had prayed about it and we were sure that this was the right move mm. so i told my parents you know that oh you guys are the ones that have problems mm. you guys are the ones that need to go and pray about it and yeah. ask god because for us we already did that so if you need to come on board yeah go pray go do what you need to do because mm. we have already decided that this is what we want to do mm. so we already know no. that there should never be a time that in fact there is never a time that we are not talking to each other we go to bed mm. without sorting out whatever arguments we have mm. because it's like 
the odds will start against us. Yeah. And we actually have to prove mm. that Mm. No, none of that, right? So, mm. and that's part of the reasons why we are always open to communication and all that stuff. Mm. And I would say that we live a very full life, like a very happy life. Like, mm. I look at my companion, because I mean, I already do this for companionship, yeah. but then I look at my companion and I'm like, man, I'm so glad I married you because we are friends, like mm. very, very good friends. Mm right mm. so i'm best friends actually like mm. that's just the truth like so he's my best friend mm. so we th- i mean we look at all of that and really that's what marriage means to us companionship that's beautiful that's so i mean from what you just said it was you know what you expected to see in your marriage is actually what you're living through right now and that's actually exactly. absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful but i also you know i'm just i'm just intrigued today and i also want to ask you a question like you see you know when in the social media age like they all see and a lot of people have been portraying a lot of things on social media like me for instance i go on social media to take you know the information that i need and for the information that i don't need i just i just leave it out there or i don't subscribe to that and then you know it's not even in my face but these days (laughs) there are a lot of sponsored posts a lot of sponsored channels that you know you didn't even subscribe to but then you're running into such content um (laughs) as regards you know your marriage you know, I've had, you know, times that I run into some kind of content online and it's just people projecting their insecurities, you know, in their marriage, in their relationships, in their friendships. You know, have you ever had that down moment where you're like, oh, did I, did I, did I make a mistake marrying this man? I mean, you already spoke about, you know, your husband being the, you know, the absolute best decision you've ever made in your life. He's your companion. I mean, you look at him sometimes and then you're like, I'm so grateful that I married you. But like I said, social media has been portraying a lot of insecurities, portraying a lot of, you know, damage. People are damaged, you know, bringing their whatever it is on social media. You know, aside, you know, what social media tries to feed us, have you ever had that moment in your marriage at all? at all especially when it comes to being you know married being a mom do you feel like oh gosh this is so exhausting um do you ever feel like oh god forbid what if god forbid you know all the god forbids i'm trying to say i mean have you ever had that you know insecure moments in your marriage at all mm. uh so <laughs> No, not, I mean, not, how would I put it? So, no, I would say generally no, mm-hmm. but I would refer to something that has recently happened, okay. right? Yeah. So, no, I have not. And um, I have always tried to, you know, stay in tune with whatever is happening. So, a perfect example mm-hmm. that I would say now is, so, uh, a couple of weeks back, it was, uh, in fact, it was, it was a bunch of things. So yeah. my husband told me that he was going to, you know, a mall close to us. He ended up going to a mall far away. Like, you know, he went there, we didn't find what he was looking for. Then he went to another one. Yeah. And then he was supposed to drop me off in school and he came to pick me up late. Mm-hmm. That was very out of character for him. He doesn't do that mm-hmm. normally, right? Mm-hmm. So I, that was one instance. Then there were just a bunch of other things. And I had to just call him a couple of days after, like, um, I want to talk to you right nice. and then i said i can sense that there's something up 
Yeah. I said because I don't like this marriage is built on trust. Mm-hmm. I don't ever second guess you mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. So I now refer to the fact that he told me he was going close by and then he went further away. So let's say he was supposed to go like five minutes away and he ended up going 15 minutes yeah. away. And I was like, and you had to take me to school. Like, what was up with that? Mm-hmm. He now said that. He now said, oh, but he, then he said, oh, but it's something I do as well. I'm like, good. I do it actually. I told you that I'm going to fresh school. That's a grocery store here. And then somehow maybe I'm looking for potatoes and I don't see it and I just quickly go to maybe Walmart mm-hmm. which is farther away I said that is not out of character for me but that's something that you don't do right <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> and then I'm like so is this something up you know what is it I said because at the end of the day mm-hmm. as women you shouldn't ignore your intuitions something yeah. is wrong can you talk to me mm-hmm. and then he goes and just says you know a couple of things that oh he's going through you know this like he He's just having this whole, um, I feel like I want to be doing something else. You know, mm-hmm. he wants to find something else. And then, you know, he's just having difficulty with that. I'm like, ah, we can go through that together, right? Mm-hmm. But I told him, I'm like, I don't want to be thinking about, oh, my God, my husband told me I was going here. Is he really there? I said, yeah. I don't want to be doing that, mm-hmm. right? I can't be living my life like that. Mm-hmm. I want to know that, oh, I'm going to this place. So I say I'm doing this. Because he has always been that type of person. When my husband tells you something, like, he's one of those people that they don't need to say the word promise mm. they stand by their word if wow. i say i'm gonna do this i am going to do this and that's one thing that we both have in common right if mm. i say i'll do something mm. i will do it mm. like i like to stick by it right i don't like um i don't like it when people say oh i'm gonna do this thing and then they don't like it's a pet peeve for me and that's the reason why i, I ended up with such a person too right mm. so that's the thing so i told him that i don't want to be doing that i don't want to be wondering i don't want to be second guessing you know when he apologized and he was like oh he's actually very happy that I spoke to him about it, yeah. you know, that I came to him and talked to him about it. Mm. Because another thing, again, right? Mm. And that's the thing about marriage. I've known my husband for, what, six years? Ooh. I mean, we have been together, like we've been dating each other almost seven years, like it would be going to seven years. But still, we're still finding out things about each other. Mm. We're still finding out our differences, mm. right? Mm. Like, it's so, like, how can I have been with this person for seven years and we know each other so well? Mm. But there are still those things. Which, and because of, you know, one of the talks we have had, I discovered that I need to actually ask more, right? Mm. Because I'm the type of person where you don't need to ask. Before you ask me anything, I've already come and I've given you all of the information that you need. Mm. Mm. I, I will go and tell my husband, I'm very expressive, oh, baby, I'm so sad. Mm. And he's like, oh, why are you sad? You know, I don't need to. I don't go to the corner and sulk. No, I'll come out and tell you that I'm sad. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. Mm. But that's not what my husband will do, right? Mm-hmm. He will not. Mm. He actually wants to be asked, is there something wrong? Mm. Are you sad? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one thing. That's another difference yeah. that we both have, right? That's one thing that makes us different. And I had to reach out to him and just ask. And, you know, from then on, I was like, okay, I recommend this book. You know, you can read this book. I'm reading this book right now. Why don't you read it? We can find you and find something you would like to do while we're doing this. And that's another thing we are tackling together again mm. as a couple. Mm. So, yeah. But was there that moment? Yes, I was worried, like, mm. in that particular moment, like, what's mm. going on? Mm. But I like the fact that I know this person, and because of communication, again, we were able to jump over that hurdle. Yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah. while, you know, I was just listening to you right now, I'm like, this all boils mm. down to communication at the end of the day. Mm. I mean, once yes, you're not communicating, you could have built on that okay. insecurity, and you're like, 
oh, he doesn't care about me anymore. Maybe he's gone to see somebody else. Or maybe he's, you know, <laughs> having an affair somewhere. I mean, we women think right? about I a lot know, of things. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's funny about the affair, but do you know something funny? An affair never crossed my mind. It's just like, what is, like, you know, I'm just worried about this person. Like, what yeah. is happening? I don't know why. And then later I'm thinking about it. But why didn't I even ever think of an affair? Like, I don't know. I just, did not cross my mind at all. Like, that's the funniest thing, right? It's like, yeah. And I was like, hmm. you know, me and my husband have joked with each other that ah, mm. if you decide to actually kill me or sell me, you mm. do it 100%. Not, like, if my husband decides to set me up, mm. I will never know. If I decide <laughs> to set him up, he will never know. Like, that is how trusting. And we joke about it, though. Like, oh. That's how trusting mm. we are. Mm. Do you get mm. That is exactly how trusting we are. Yeah. So, no, I wasn't, I was just worried. Like, okay. What's up? Like, what's happening? Is everything okay? Wow. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I could just sense some kind of heaviness. Like, mm-hmm. is this man okay? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Man, man, I, I just want to get a, I don't know, get across to Canada right now. I don't need to be in your house. I just want to be somewhere around your house and just watch you guys from afar. And just have, like, a 60 leaves note where I'm taking notes. Like, oh, okay, today intentionality. Okay, today's communication. Okay, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to forget to say something, actually. Yeah, I just said thinking about, you know, coming out with. So, I have to say that um, when I first moved from Nigeria, yeah. I was in my brother's house in America, mm-hmm. right? So, I was staying in Michigan, while my husband was in Canada, before I got my visa to come into Canada. So I was in Michigan because it was about two hours away from where my husband was staying. Mm -hmm. So he was coming to visit me like every two weeks Mm -hmm. and stay for a little while before I moved to Canada. Mm -hmm. So that my brother's house, I would say that that was a very, very big influence in our marriage. The house is the home. is like wow. you can feel the presence of God in their home. Hmm. Like I have to say that um, they were very, very supportive. It was like I love the fact that that was the first encounter we had. Their relationship with their children, hmm. like it was amazing mm. and they were very very encouraging and all that they were mm. always praying for us mm. in fact when i when i did the visa process and everything he held my hand all through the while you know like they were just really there my sister-in-law told me she mm. told me then that look when she was cleaning her kids room one day she actually saw me in canada like she saw that i got the visa and i went mm-hmm. you know so like it was a very spirit-filled home it was it was lovely and we were already like oh my god we want our home to look yeah. like this so i would say that that was a very very huge influence that's on our life that's actually Staying there with them and, yeah that's so. that's mm-hmm. that's something beautiful to hear because you know even you know as a single person i'm not i'm not a very i'm not very inclined to people like that i don't really like to go to people's homes and you know mm-hmm. mess up you know sometimes i even want to go see my friends sometimes and i'm like is your husband around? Please, I don't want to come around when your husband is around. Not because I don't, I don't like, you know, seeing them as a family unit, but I just feel like I'm disrupting something, you know, when I'm, when I'm, yeah, when I'm with, you know, seeing the husband and the wife and I feel like I'm closer to the wife. I'm not just saying that for friendships, right? I'm also saying that for family. I like to take, you know, good notes, but I also, you know, feel like sometimes I don't want to be in the whole space. I know there are beautiful marriages out there. My my whole point is just, you know, as much as we can, we should always try to take, you know, notes from good people because there are good people out there. Yeah, social media is selling a lot of, I don't know if I can say this on the show, but a lot of crap. 
you know social media is selling a lot of insecurities like i said and you know with people like you around i don't need to be in canada you know that was just a joke saying i you know i want to come over to canada and take some notes but i think that's also something you know social media has sold to people right you know some people might also want to think oh jimoke might be overdoing it you know you know, I'm not supposed to say this, but I, you know, I went out with, you know, a couple of friends one time and, you know, I had a friend, you know, who had her husband at the party as well. And, you know, they were chatting, they were chatting, they were just happy, you know, they were away from one another at that point, but not so much. I mean, they were in the same space, but right. They were not sitting close to each other or anything, but they could see each other from like afar and they're like, Oh, you look so amazing today. You look so beautiful. You look so gorgeous. And that was for me. It was sweet. I'm like, Oh, ah, you guys are big. <laughs> Go and find somewhere to sit down <laughs> because I don't do that with my husband, except we want to gossip. <laughs> you get that kind of thing. But the, the guy was just telling her, Oh, if I'm going to marry somebody, I'm going to marry you all over again. Dude, it doesn't matter if that yeah, uh, it doesn't matter if that is real or not. It just it just sparks up something in you, and then you're like, oh my god, this is so beautiful, right? I'm not trying to go back to my husband and go and challenge him. Oh, you don't you don't tell me I'm beautiful at parties. You don't tell me I'm beautiful at handouts. Exactly. I had a friend that was sitting next to me that also saw all of that happen, and then she was pinching me like, oh, they are doing too much, and I'm like okay they're doing so much that's an insecurity whether we like it or not exactly so that could have that could have entered into me and i'm like what so you mean there's no possibility this man is being real with his wife i mean this was his wife not his girlfriend or his best friend or anything this is his wife he's I mean, some people, we have different love languages in, you know, friendships, relationships, marriage. So what if that is what the wife likes to hear? And this is somebody projecting our own insecurity on me. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, it's not even about social media anymore. Walking on the streets, people are insecure, right? In friendships, people are insecure. So... I must say, I'm not even like I, you know, I keep saying it. I'm not trying to bust your head or anything. I see your marriage from afar and I'm like, this girl is really being intentional. Like I said, intentionality is one thing I actually picked from your marriage, especially in the early stages. And, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're on my, um, you know, WhatsApp. You know, and you know, WhatsApp is a very intimate space. Not everybody gets on your yeah. WhatsApp, right? And then yeah. sometimes I see how... You know, you're so confident to come out and, you know, talk about your husband. You're so, you're so, you know, you can tell that this person is happy to speak about this man. Not everybody can do that in their marriages. <laughs> I know you have people around you. I have people around me. I can even be, you know, one of them. I don't, it's not because they don't want to. It's just because they don't feel like. But you have always yeah. been intentional, like, oh, I'm going to speak about this man today. I'm going to love up on this man today. I'm going to... <laughs> yeah, you do that. And for me, that's admirable. Not because I I don't even know if I do that. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like doing that, but I'm like, maybe something just, you know, picks up, picks up my interest again and then I forget. Or, I mean, there's a lot of things out there. And I must say, not just your brother and his wife, you are actually doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Oh, I, I don't you. want to sound like I'm trying to get into your head or anything. You are doing a great job, especially when it comes to your marriage. I don't know about other aspects, but I mean, we can't all be perfect. 
you know, in all areas of true. life. Very, yeah, very but for true. that, very, very true. man, I don't know if there's a five star rating somewhere. I'm going to give you a five star rating. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I want to, I'm giving you your flowers. Okay, I'm giving you your flowers now that you can still sell them. Okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you for receiving them. And that also takes me to another question because I'm all about the questions today. You know, okay. I, you know, before I started the podcast or when I introduced you, you know, onto the podcast, I said something about you being a superwoman, right? How do you, I, you know, truly, I'm not trying to, like, I feel like I'm repeating this thing a lot, but I'm not trying to bust your bubble or anything, but I see you from afar and I'm like, man, I don't know, some of you that have been listening to the podcast by now, I'm sure you heard, you know, one of her daughter's queen in the background. You heard a lot of, you know, her daughter trying to get on the podcast as well. But, you know, sometimes I try, you know, I try to wrap my head around it. But I feel like there are a lot of notes to take from you. I mean, you're juggling between being a wife, a mom, a sister, a daughter-in-law. I mean, how do you handle all of that? I feel like, do you have a schedule that is like planned and you're like, okay, today I'm going to feed anything by 1 p.m. or I'm going to feed, you know, my second daughter by 3 p.m. or by 6 p.m. I don't want to even have time for my children. It's just going to be my husband. You know, by 9 p.m. I want to speak to my in-laws. You may... I mean, I just look at you from afar and I'm like, oh man, this girl is a do-it-all. <laughs> but, I mean, let me hear from you. Or let's all hear from you. How do you do this? How do you... Do you have, like, superpowers or something? Please let us know. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I do not. I do not. And some days, I don't even want to do any of it. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> some days, I'm just like, man, like, I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is my life. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, but you know, it's um. How would I see? Oh, so some days I don't even want to do any of it at all. Like wow. I wake up some mornings and I'm like, oh man, another day. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, you're a fashion designer. Like, please, uh, please, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm begging you, please spill the tea. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's a lot, but I would say you know just like you said about scheduling, yeah, it has been one hundred percent scheduling, especially because of the kids, mm. and um, I got into it because it helps them thrive. Mm. First of all, like mm. they actually thrive better when they know what's coming next and what's whatever. And then I realized that man, even for the adults, it helps you to survive, right? So mm. we actually have designated times for designated mm. things. So for instance, my daughter gets up at seven in the morning. The toddler gets up at seven. The mm. infant gets up between 6.30 and mm. seven. Mm. So I already know that my day starts at 6.30, like no matter what, right? Wow. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, my day starts with the kids at 6.30, so, but most times I'm up by six, mm -hmm. right? So I'll just do my own devotion and all that stuff. My mm -hmm. husband gets up way earlier for work. Wow. So, um, yeah, but um, I know for a fact as well that 7 p.m., no child is awake in this house either. Like, <laughs> by 7 p.m., my daughter, my, my toddler has gone to bed. Mm. My infant goes to bed at 6.30 p.m., between 6 p.m. and 6.30 p.m., depending on the kind of day we've had as well. Mm. So from 7 o'clock, my husband and I, we hang our parenting coats <laughs> by the door. Nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice 
Yeah, so but yes, the scheduling, yes, like you know, mm-hmm. lunch is at this time. I thought last nap is at um two PM every day. You know, just that's what helps us thrive, that's how we survive. And then we put things like so I put things that I have to do for myself during those times when I know my daughters would be napping, mm-hmm. uh, or when they know they've when I know they've gone to bed. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like I remember when we had our first, if my husband and I ever wanted to go for date night mm-hmm. or we needed to go grocery shopping or do whatever together, we always asked my neighbor, this is my very, very kind, amazing neighbor, Shirley, mm-hmm. to come and help us watch our daughter because we knew she would be sleeping, right? Like she would wake, she would be sleeping. At- mm-hmm. We just tell her, okay, just help us stay in the house so that there's just nobody, there, there won't be just, it won't be just her, like, mm-hmm. obviously, we can't leave just her in the house. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, that has helped us 100%. Mm-hmm. And then now, the fact that I started school, oh God, like, <laughs> I was now thinking that, uh, I hope I did not go and take the one that passed me, mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. like, in fact, I was thinking about it, wow. we had about three weeks. We could be in school for three weeks before deciding if I wanted to drop out. And I have to tell you today that I actually considered deferring, dropping oh out. Oh my goodness. And it on again. Yes, I did. Wow. Like I had that conversation with my husband and he's always very, very supportive and said, look, if that's what you need, mm-hmm. I will support you. But me, personally, I think you can do it. But if you think you need to, you need to drop out, then do both. You can do it, okay? Like, I, I feel you. like you can do it as well. <laughs> I'm looking at you and I'm like, this girl can do it. But I know how schoolwork can be sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I was just like, man, what did I, what was I even thinking? You know, wow. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, and now, that now, I mean, I've been a stay-at-home mom, right? When the kids go to bed, the kids were like my full-time job, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then when they go to sleep, it was always my husband and I. We could decide we were seeing a movie today, we were doing this today, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when I started school, I was always working on assignments. Like, I wasn't going to bed before midnight. Wow. And I remember that I still have to be up by 6 a.m., mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then it just became very, very busy. Mm. And my husband and I had this conversation one time and then he was like he just he felt neglected right mm. like what's going on like, <laughs> i understand that you're having like a little bit of adjustment but it's yeah. like you've forgotten me mm. you know mm. like what's up and i was just like wow this is and it's just that thing of okay there's this person and then he just talked about how he has had to be strong for me mm. Mm. but he has no one now mm. to cast his own burdens on, oh, right? Wow. Because the first three weeks of school, I was always crying, having a meltdown, oh, wow. always crying. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh, I'm missing out to my infant. I'm not doing this thing that I should be doing. I had mom That's killed, mom wife killed, yeah. every type of guilt, <laughs> lining yeah. up, I had everything. I was always crying. Wow. I was overwhelmed. So he always had to be strong for me, right? And then it's like, you know, he has always had to be strong for me. And now, you know, he also needs me too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, so that was the moment that I was like, okay, yes, we need to, you know, wind it back. What I did that day actually was I just, um, I started to look for date night ideas that we could just do. And I just surprised him with it when he came home. He was really tired. We had had a long game. We like, oh, and he came through the door because I had arranged the room. I put candles and all that oh, stuff, wow. right? And when he came, he was like, oh, he's so tired. He just wants to eat and go and sleep. Oh, I was like, well, there goes date night down the drain, right? But... And I didn't say anything, you know, I just kept quiet and said, oh, sorry, you've had a long day. Just asked him how his day went. After he had his um, lunch, he was going to sleep and then he entered the room and he was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I arranged all of that, but now that he's tired, that he shouldn't worry, that I'll just pack everything up. He was like, no, 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 we should do it, you know, since I already went through a mid-day effort, we should totally do it. Mm-hmm. So it, that was the time 
that was the day that we also had a conversation that you know now we need to be super intentional about date nights because every night has almost been like date night for us mm-hmm. before i started school right mm-hmm. but now we're struggling to find the time to hang out because i'm so busy Mm. now and then you go to work as well so that's something that we now had to plan yeah and now we we do that like now we fix fridays for it if we can't do fridays for whatever reason we went to another day of the week mm. and we also had to designate an hour every day to just talk about only us like aside the normal because we talk on the phone like several times a day right mm. aside all the talking on the phone and all that stuff we have this hour that is for just us every single day mm. Right, so that's like between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. when the girls have gone to bed. We just dedicate that time. Then 8 p.m. I can go and do my assignments. You can work mm-hmm. on his stuff, you know, yeah. just <laughs> go about our days. And then when it's time for bed, and sometimes I don't, we don't even go to bed at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I would stay up longer mm-hmm. to do school work. So that's one of the things that we also had to put in place as well, mm-hmm. you know. Wow, wow. Yeah. This is... It's a lot, right? And like I said, it's a lot of evolving, right? There are a lot of changes, you know, things are coming up. Situations and circumstances in life are changing. So we are just moving with the times. And it is because of this same open communication, right? Mm -hmm. This is actually actually hot stuff. This is actually hot stuff. I mean, people pay for classes like this. So I'm just here, you know, giving, you know, my listeners for free this is absolutely amazing (laughs) this is absolutely amazing i'm like okay if you guys have you know a a, you know a schedule where i mean you can schedule all of your activities i mean and then what if you know (laughs) you schedule something for like four to five and then you can't meet up with that you know particular um schedule what do you do do you just as in does it mess up your entire day do you become cranky? Uh, no. You know, well, what are the emotions? Yeah, don't, no, I don't become cranky, but of course, if you allow my infant me to nap, yeah, I should bring me super <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but, but I would say that, uh, so, I mean, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, this is not a, well, I'm not a drill sergeant, you yeah. know, this is not the military. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be super specific to the T, like to the nanosecond. Yeah. No, not at all, right? You know, there's the there's room for flexibility. Mm-hmm. And besides, things change, right? Yes, my infant's supposed to nap on this day. But we decided that, you know what, we're going to go to the park. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can't nap in a crib, she can nap in the stroller, for yeah. sure. You know, so mm-hmm. there's always the, there's always, I mean, room for flexibility as well mm-hmm. and then if for whatever reason we don't make the 7 to 8 p.m like that we sit down and talk we can move it to 8 to 9 mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. it can be 9 to 10 yeah. but it's just that this particular hour is our preference so we can move on to do other things but okay. we would always make room okay. like so yes like things will come up definitely mm-hmm. but you know it's just decide discussing it right and yeah. saying, oh yeah okay obviously we have to move this thing to zoom time mm-hmm. that kind of thing but yeah is there's a lot of room for flexibility oh yeah this is this is good but we kind of know what comes next you know that kind of thing at least we know what's coming next like even if something throws off our schedule mm-hmm. we know that okay yeah should we eat by 5 30 but i mean we shall know there's food that's coming next right okay yeah now now you can eat by 6 or 6 30 that sort of thing mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. But um I you know I have that that's that, but I also have another question, right? And this has to deal with, you know, being a mom 
and all of that because i don't i don't know which is more challenging i don't i don't want to call it a challenge but for lack of words i'm just going to use challenging like being a mom and being a wife i mean which is more you know which is more you know challenging which which you know has taken you a back you know a couple of times and you're like i never thought i could do this but i'm doing it anyway you know <laughs> i would say it is being a mom you <laughs> <laughs> okay okay and that actually you know goes to another question i want to ask you know before you actually yeah. became a mom i mean a lot of us are prepping to become moms you know, some of us are praying to become moms. I mean, before you, you know, prayed and, you know, prepped to become a mom, you know, were your expectations met with, I mean, from, you know, conception to actually having your first child? I mean, did, did it match your expectations? Did, were you like, okay, I'm going to do this when I become a mom. I'm going to do that when I become a mom. Were you able to do those things? Are you doing those things now? Did it meet up to your expectations? Let's, let's just know. Um, hmm. well, I would say that I was kind of thrown into the mother thing, right? Okay. It, was, it was not, I mean, we weren't particularly ready yeah. when I got pregnant. Mm. And I can never forget, I spent this time after I found out I was pregnant a couple of weeks, or let me say months, just not being happy about the pregnancy initially. Wow, wow. And then I didn't show early, so a lot of people didn't even know. And I was just like, it was just this moment of, like, this is happening. I remember crying and telling my husband that, oh, my God, I'm going to be a terrible mom. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to be a terrible mom. Because, number one, like, I don't even want this baby yet. Wow. Then, secondly, I, I was like, I don't have that. I don't, I, hey, God, if I, there's something I always said, I don't have the bone of motherhood. Wow. I remember saying that, yes. <laughs> I said, I don't have the bone of motherhood in me, like, I just felt like a very, very cold person that, oh man, I'm not ready for this. Like, I wanted to get myself into like a mind space of being ready to be a mom. And my husband was just looking at me that he was like, you're going to be fabulous. You're going to mm. do great. Mm. You know, spoke, but then I was like, those oh, words that was the right answer. You know, whenever he says those kind of things, I'm like, that was a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I, I, you're just saying that because, you know, you have to ginger me or whatever. But he was like, no, he thinks I'm going to be good. I mean, see what I told you about during my baby shower then saying that oh i was definitely gonna spank my kids yeah. around when my daughter was um i think when my daughter was three months i still said that oh yeah when my child becomes a toddler you know all that stuff i read one book that changed my life and i can't even spank my daughter Maybe. or yell at her or whatever like it's just mm. a lot of things happen and a lot of things change i went from thinking i was going to be a terrible mom mm. to actually becoming a mom mm. dedicating my hundred percent into it yeah. like it just uh, i would say that it wasn't easy at all mm. as in it was not easy but um has it met my expectations? So, well, yes, because I kind of expected that it was going to be a wild ride. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and, it, and it has been, but it, it has always, it has also been very beautiful as yeah, well. Mm. Like it has been, it has been a mixture of everything, mm, to be honest. Mm. And yes, it actually met my expectations of being a crazy ride. Mm. But it had also been a very fulfilling ride, which I didn't expect. I mean, you know, everybody tells you how motherhood is. Hey, it's hard, it's this, it's that. But I never really saw data of how beautiful it can be. Mm. 
how much fulfillment and how much joy you can really really give you mm. you know we read this book when we were in high school we used the book for work it was called the joys of motherhood there was nothing yeah. joyful about that book baby. I don't yeah. Know if you remember yeah it was horrible i'm like how is this joy exactly. like, that was obviously an irony right mm. those are the joys of motherhood suffering so mm. it's like the whole suffering part of motherhood is really projected mm. but it is beautiful mm. Mm. it is Mm. You know, so I didn't really have a lot of expectations for beauty based mm. off of a lot of things that I had heard or seen, but that's something that has blown my mind, mm. right? It has been very beautiful as well. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. You know, you know, anytime I speak with you, I feel like, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm blessed with the gift of, you know, reading, you know, people. Okay, I don't have to, you know, have mm -hmm. a two-hour conversation with you before I know the kind of person you are. And, you know, over oh, the years, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's a blessing and a curse sometimes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I have noticed over the years that, you know, you are somebody who likes to, you know, read a lot, you know. I always saw you as, you know, somebody that, you know, spent a lot of her time you know, reading, and then you also said, you know, you know, in your journey of, you know, becoming a mom and actually being a mom, you actually came across a book, and, you know, that strikes a chord as well. I mean, she reads, okay? So, but I also want my listeners to know, because you're doing a series on Instagram now, and by the way, yeah. your Instagram page is at Jumoke L. So for people that want to follow her, that's Jumoke L. And for her business page, that's Fari at Fari at Joke on Instagram. That's at F A A R I underscore Ajoke. Ajoke is spelled A J O K E. Okay, um, she's doing a, a beautiful series now on Instagram. I'm actually, the first time I came across the series, I was like, yes, girl, this girl is doing this. I mean, <laughs> you know, you graduated from, you know, just gisting us. I saw it as gist because sometimes I don't even message you. I just read it and I'm, like, I'm smiling. I'm like, oh, I feel like a member of this family already. But it just, you know, it graduated from gist to, you know, Conscious, it felt like you know you were consciously being a parent, and then you're teaching other people, you know, how to be a parent. And you know what triggered that for you? What just you know? I mean, I feel like that is actually going places. You know, it just starts with Instagram, but I feel like you're going places because it strikes a chord for me, and then I feel like it's going to strike a chord, you know, for other people. But let's just know how you know what triggered that actually. What triggered your conscious parenting lifestyle? Okay, so for starters, like the main trigger for it is just the way I was raised, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody told me then, you know, the whole, I mean, typical African household, yeah. hard hand. You have to be stern with your kids mm -hmm. and, you know, beat them and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, and everyone told me then, like, oh, when you become a mom, you're going to understand mm -hmm. that all these things they think for you was out of love. <laughs> so when I became a mother, mm -hmm. I waited. Mm. and waited for the understanding and it never came yeah. because when I became a mom I was like no as in that was when I did not understand the things that were done to me because I look mm. at my little human being and then I read this book called Whole Brain Child and that book changed my life wow. 
So the book just looked at, it just talked about children and child raising from the aspect of their brain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is not about anything. This is just about brain development. It is biology, right? Mm-hmm. It is this and this and this is what your child is capable of doing at this age because that is the kind of, that is how developed their brain is. Yeah. So when I read that book, I was like, okay, like now I think all the adults are actually the crazy ones because <laughs> it's just like, it's true. No, like that book just made me like, like, okay, this is weird because mm-hmm. it's just like you expecting your infant that you just give birth to. Like, let's say your one-day-old baby. Mm-hmm. It's like you giving your one-day-old baby a spoon. And so you feed yourself. Wow. And then you spanking the baby for not being able to feed itself. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. Like, Word. it's crazy that you expect this type of behavior from a mm-hmm. toddler that the brain has not developed to that point. Like, are you not easy <laughs> for expecting that mm. so that was kind of how i was like oh wow this is so that thing blew my mind mm. and that was the beginning of my journey mm. right because i always knew i wanted to be a better mom i don't want to treat my kids the way i was treated and all that stuff. So, but how was i going to do that i had mm. no idea where to start from until i came across that book mm. and that was just the beginning of the whole journey it was like it was like the aha moment for me right Mm -hmm. so that was how my my journey started and then with plenty of practice as well because the truth is that (laughs) at the end of the day that's how i was raised i always said that first of all i was going to go into i was going to go for therapy definitely because i do know that i need healing Mm -hmm. and you know bitterness and all those things Mm -hmm. they actually reflect in your life right Mm -hmm. in as much as we still have those days i mean like know that i would never spank my daughter Mm -hmm. but I still struggle with yelling sometimes, right? Like, in fact, <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. On Monday, so being at home with them, mm. like, I always had the opportunity to keep practicing, right? Keep yeah. putting things into practice. When I lay down on my bed at night, I'm thinking, okay, I could have done better when she put that water on the floor. Mm. I could have done better in this situation. You know, I'm going over my day before mm. I fall asleep. Mm. Oh, this one, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Every night when I go to bed, I'm, I'm going to do better tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So the, on Monday, this thing happened. Sorry, was it Monday? Yes, it was on Monday. So I um, it's reading week this week in school. Mm-hmm. And normally reading week is supposed to be for you to study for your test next mm-hmm. week. But my course, we don't do any um, exams or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is practical. Mm-hmm. So I have like a ton of assignments. On Monday, when I, when I sat down and actually made the list of things I had to do this week, I burst into tears because I was like, oh my God, wow. this is overwhelming. Mm. Yeah, that was that was how bad it was. Wow. Like I just started crying. Like, where do I even start from? You know, like this is like a whole mountain of work. Mm. So around, um, so a couple of, like an hour after or something, I was working on something. Mm. And then my darling toddler comes along and she just picks up the sheet and roughs it up and I'm like, oh my God, this is like hours of hard work. I was so mad. Like I didn't know when I just shouted like, oh my God, like will you leave this room right now and all that stuff. Wow. She was so shocked Mm -hmm. that I yelled. Even I was shocked. And the both of us were crying. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, like the both of us just like, she just burst into tears like, she was surprised, oh right? And even I was surprised at my outburst, right? And then the Buddha was just started crying and I just hugged down. I apologized. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm so sorry I did that because I am under stress. And I was saying that I was stressed and that was a very, very terrible way for me to handle it. I don't want to teach her that when she's under stress, she should yell at people that yeah. love her too, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's, I don't want to teach her that, right? So I just had to apologize to her, mm. right? Mm. And then, you know, we walked out of my room and all that, but I came back in like to just stay on my own and just 
ah, take some deep breaths. Yeah. Like, okay, mm. you know, breathe in, breathe out. We would do this. Like, we would take it one mm. at a time, mm. obviously, right? How do you eat an elephant? Mm -hmm. you, you start with a bite, right? So yeah. that was how. But yeah, I just have to say, like, I'm not perfect. And it is constantly working on it, right? Mm. But there are those moments where when you're stressed, you would actually go back to your default, mm. which mm. is when you were raised, right? Yeah. So it's just about when you realize you did that, you apologize and then you make sure that you do better. Mm. Mm. So it's a constant, it's a constant, constant battle. You know, like it's like you're constantly doing that. Like, I, I mean, I, I got married at 24, right? Yeah. Up until that, I was in my parents' house. It's 24 years of going through all of this, mm. of being, you know, talked, mm. shouted at, talked mm. down at, or spanked, oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not gonna just end in mm. one afternoon. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, you know, healing and just. It takes a lot, mm. like a lot. And of course, it takes a lot of courage as well because this is how you were raised for Christ's sake. Yeah. And you're deciding that you want to do something different. different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a very bold move. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. My note is actually full. I don't know if anybody was taking notes, but my note is actually full. And, you know, I just have one final question. I mean, you don't live in Nigeria anymore. Um, you live in London, yeah. You, I mean, London, Ontario, in Canada, and I feel like you know, moving can be really difficult. I know how moving can be, you know, on your emotions, physically, you know. I mean, it can be exactly. I know moving. I mean, you lived in Nigeria for you know more than twenty years of life of your life, if you know. I'm not mistaken, and. I know you used to do a lot of visits, you know, I mean, you have a lot of brothers, a lot of siblings, a lot of family, you know, outside of Nigeria. But I mean, having to move out of the country with somebody, you know, you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you trust this person to a certain extent. I'm not talking about the aspects, you know, from your marriage now. I'm just talking about the aspect from you. Like, how did you feel? You know, were you nervous? Were you scared? you know, at any point, and, you know, being a first-time mom in a city where, I don't know, you, I don't know, you're grateful, I know you say it a lot of times of how grateful you are that you had, you know, an amazing neighbor that was able to watch your child sometimes, yeah. but, so, I mean, she wasn't always going to be there, and you could not transfer motherhood, you know, to her, because that's your child, and that's your husband, okay, and then, you know how the family unit plays a role, especially when, you know, you, you become a mom, when you become, you know, a wife, you have people around you, especially where you grew up that can come around you and say, you know, this is how, you know, you should do it. This is how you should go about it. I'm, I'm of also yeah. of that. I didn't move out of, you know, Nigeria, but I moved out of my comfort zone, especially when I you know, moved out after the, after or before my youth service. Youth service was what actually took me out of Lagos, you know, for the very first time in my life, right? And it was difficult, you know, even moving around as a single person because I was single after youth service before I actually became married. And, you know, I just want you to share with us, were you nervous at any point? Were you confused? Did you break down in tears like I did, you know, at many stages, you know, in your life, you know, moving to Canada? How was it for you? How was it? Well, I would say that, yes, it was very, very, it was tough. Mm. 
very very tough but should i say it was in past tense because the truth <laughs> is that it is tough mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. regardless okay when we moved to um canada the first city i stayed in was the city of brantford mm-hmm. i had started to make some friends and you know gain some traction there next thing you know my husband gets a different job and we moved to london ontario you wow. know so now we've been in london for been in London for about a year now. Mm, yeah. But when I first moved, we were in Brantford, right? So mm. it's not easy. I, I wrote something because I'm a very, you know, expressive person. I wrote something on my WhatsApp um, status. Mm. I think about two months ago about how it's like I have this, like, it's like almost every winter I get like a little bit of depression. Wow. In the winter. Mm. Yes. Like, it, it, and the fact is that it has happened like, I'm always in a different stage of my life. Mm. It's funny, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there has not been any constant thing. Like the only constant thing maybe is the season I feel it, which is winter. <laughs> but most times, like it is a constant. Like it is um, it's hard, you know, because you leave everything you know, you leave everyone you love, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to come to a place. Like I remember um, January of 2021 when I had like a little bit of depression. Mm. I looked at my husband and my daughter and it was like, they were not enough for me, mm. you know? Mm. It was that feeling of, well, this, this is just not enough for me right now. Like, it was so hard and so terrible. Like, I couldn't see the future. Like, you know when you look forward and everything looks bleak mm. and you can't see anything? Mm. Mm. That was exactly how I felt mm. that period. Mm. It was really horrible. Mm. I didn't even know I was pregnant at the time, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Well, it was just very... Uh, it was... It was just something like so and then you know a couple of weeks back this was another january again right yeah. the winter like in the thick of winter everywhere is so cold mm-hmm. it's not like summer that oh if i'm feeling this type of way i'll just throw my daughter in the stroller and we're going out for a walk mm-hmm. you go outside and everywhere is white <laughs> you know it's just yeah <laughs> and there's nobody outside you know it's just it's a lot like it's really really it's tough and uh, Man, it's just it's just really hard, and it's all about you know finding a center, coming back. Like you talk, so I mean, because of the fact that I'm an expressive person, I just talked to my husband about it. Like, oh, I really, really feel this way. I feel really, really down. Mm-hmm. You know, I was even crying, wow. and it was just like, oh, it's okay, baby. You know, like everything is gonna be fine and all that. It's like I know you miss your friends, mm-hmm. but you make new ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's never easy. It's never easy trying to make new friends at the age of twenty five it's not easy and then you know that i mean it has never been easy in life to make mm. good good friends yeah because, i mean i don't just want any any out person mm-hmm. to you know like you actually want good friends mm-hmm. good friends that genuinely care about you mm-hmm. people that also have the same values as you exactly. do because i'm not trying to look for you you, mm-hmm. you get you get my mm-hmm. meaning right mm-hmm. like you're not just looking for any random person mm-hmm. not not just any random person mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it has to also be people that share the same values and yeah. all that stuff too so it's not easy like i would say it is very very hard it is like it doesn't go easier it gotten easier mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. so to speak so i mean i'm in a new place now i i'm in school now and all that it's like i'm meeting people and all that stuff in school i haven't particularly warmed up to the people yet as such and then we're all in very different stages right a lot of my classmates are gen z's and all that like they're young yeah 
a lot of them are really young. Like, nobody else has kids in my class. Like, I'm wow. the only one. Mm. <laughs> and many of them didn't even believe that I have two children because they're like, what? You don't even yeah, with that like body. Like, <laughs> with that body. <laughs> yeah, no. they're just like, what? Like, are you kidding? You know, the shock and awe. <laughs> so, you know, I'm... It's a different stage again yeah. in life and, you know, just trying to make the best of it and the most of it, mm. right? Wow. So, yes, it's really, really tough. And I would say it doesn't get easier, but it gets manageable. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, this is, mm-hmm. it has been like... Like, or maybe it will get easier with time. So, yeah. I mean, maybe... <laughs> uh, well, we can only pray and hope for the best, right? I mean... Yes. It has been it has been an amazing time. Like like I said, I'd already almost exhausted my 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 you know writing pad. I I'm writing on my walls right now. I wish you could see me. But I'm writing on my walls right now because I'm like, oh my god, this is some serious tea. This is some serious tea. But I must say that I'm absolutely grateful that you know you took some time out of your busy schedule to actually come on this show today. I mean, your daughters tried to come on the show even if they were not invited, but they tried their best to say some things, but we're going to wait till we can actually, you know, hear them before we can invite them on the podcast. But for the ones that they said today, who are absolutely grateful that they were able to take some time out of their own busy schedules as well to come on the podcast. But Mrs. Jumoke, I must say, I mean, this has been absolutely mind-changing for me. Like for me right now, I have like a mindset you know, shift. Like, I'm like, okay, this is how she has been going about it. Not like I actually want to walk in your shadows or in your steps. I believe a lot of listeners also have taken, you know, a lot of notes from what you actually said today because this is a class that people will pay thousands for. They'll pay thousands of (laughs) dollars for. They'll pay in Naira. They'll pay in pounds. You know, just to be, you know, in classes like this, just to hear from people. And I always say it's not about, you know, the number of years that you have for the experience. I can have, you know, the same same experience in a year. So it's not the number of years. You can be six years, five years, four years in marriage. But, I mean, you can still tell me something that is going to help my marriage. It's going to help my relationships. It's going to help everything. But, you know, we're about to wrap up the podcast. But I don't know, is there any other thing you want to just, you know, share with us? You know, any any advice? I mean, you're like... uh, you're like a book that is that doesn't have you know an end. Like I always say, I feel like I can't I can't exhaust your knowledge. You're not God, but God is the only inexhaustible person or the inexhaustible one. Well, I feel like everything that I want I want to go on and on, you know, on this podcast, but you know, for time's sake and for your schedule's sake, I will want to go and mess with your schedule. I will want to mess with my schedule as well. So, you know, we're just going to hope that you know, you're going to be able to come on this podcast next time. But before we end this particular one, I mean, just advice or just say something funny, something kind, something beautiful. You said all of these things, but we just want a a line or two of these things, please. Well, I just want to say that um, so in in everything, like in everything that has always happened in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, God has always just been the center, yeah. you know, and then the Holy Spirit is your friend. Like, most times, I find myself always saying, oh, Holy Spirit, help me. Like, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, I'm always on the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. neck. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, um, 
any like this there's, there's nothing you can pray about like yeah. i'll just put it that way mm. there's nothing no matter how little no matter how insignificant you think mm. thing is no matter mm. how small mm. even if it is your eyebrows mm. good please help my eyebrow mm. like just anything you can mm. always talk to god about it because i've just always found that what do you do when like what do you do I mean, just like like we say that you know, hope like we have God is our anchor, right? Yeah. And then we have hope in Him because without hope, what is this life, right? Okay. It's just the hope for a better future. And the reason why, like, I mean, that time when I was saying that everything was bleak, it was like I wasn't hopeful. Mm. You know, like if there's nothing to look forward to, so I would just say that like the channel of communication between you and God, like let that also be open as well, wow. mm. because like you mean. Yeah. God has been good. Like mm, mm. He's very kind. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter what situation you find yourself in, mm. he, he would always be there. Like I can never forget this. My second pregnancy was so challenging because I had gestational diabetes again, wow. and it can be very, very hard to hold on to, um, like to hold on to hope when everything looks like it's gonna go sideways. But just, <laughs> just keep praying about it. Mm. Every time I remember it, something I just say is, I leave it at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. When something just crosses, I leave it at the feet of Jesus. Like, because I know that when I start thinking about it, the anxiety comes, blood pressure will go higher, you know? Mm. I leave it at the feet of Jesus. Mm. Right? Mm. There's that. And then secondly, it is a gratitude journal. I don't know, I know a lot of people have talked about gratitude and, you know, we hear it all the time, but yes, you should actually always remember things you are thankful for. Mm. That always helps. Yeah. It always helps, right? I had a couple of prayer requests that I had written when I was pregnant with my with my second, right? And I just wrote them down. If I, when I was writing that down, I remember writing, I don't want to use medication in this pregnancy. I was supposed to start medication the next day, but I wrote that down, that I don't want to use medication. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be on insulin. And then it turned out that I didn't end up on insulin, right? Nice. They had asked me, I was supposed to start insulin the next day. It's just I woke up in the morning and my morning numbers were good. And then from then on, the numbers, you know, were coming back in reach. Mm. But I was supposed to go on medication. I wrote to the T. I wrote the ex I wrote that I wanted my second baby to be born at 37 weeks and three days. Like, I was that specific. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but then she was born at 37 weeks and four days. Just one day after I had asked God yeah. for the baby to come. Mm. I know it is, it is, it, it is, um. It is giving birth, right? It's like nobody knows. You don't know when you're going to give birth, except you schedule a cesarean section mm -hmm. or you are induced. Even yeah. when you're induced, you don't really know when you're going to have the baby, right? Mm -hmm. So it is that whole thing, but we know the one that knows, mm. right? Wow. We have God mm -hmm. that knows all of these things. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's who we should entrust everything to. And then we know he loves us. Like, you know that kind of thing when I, I feel like when my husband makes decisions, I know he was thinking about me and he had my best interest. That's how God is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When God is, has your best interest, always he mm -hmm. does. Like, mm -hmm. he's a loving and a good father. So yeah. I would say that, you know, let that be your uncle. Because mm -hmm. that's the one certain thing that we have in this uncertain world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yes, this, yeah, is, that's this it. is absolutely beautiful. I don't know. I can't quantify, you know, the 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 beautiful things that you said to us today, all the nice things, all the I mean, your closing statement was it for me. I don't know. From the <laughs> beginning, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm writing on my walls, but right now, 
I mean, <laughs> you know, this podcast is big on family, faith, lifestyle, and ministry. And I yeah. feel like you just ministered to me right now. And I, I can tell that, you know, you must have ministered to a lot of, you know, people right now. It, it just, you know you know, just help people from where you are. You just helped a lot of people, you know, out of depression, out of a fix. Yeah. Like, Mrs. J- she already said it. Jumoke already said it. Like, just go to God. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm, I'm more like, I'm, I'm like you in so many ways because I'm like, you know, all the time, all the time, not even some of the time, all the time, I'm like, Holy Spirit, can you hear me? Just help me. Holy Spirit, can you help yeah. me? Just fix this. Okay? I mean, that's what the Bible tells us. Make the Holy Spirit your friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, comforter, you know. You so get me. Day, like, even when God, Holy Spirit, please, I can't find this in my earrings. Exactly. So, like, exactly. You know, I had, <laughs> I had a story of a particular lady, you know, many years ago mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, she was big on the Holy Spirit and, well, we are all big on the Holy Spirit now, but I wasn't so big on the Holy Spirit back then. And then, you know, she was sharing something about, you know, she used to have short hair, right? And then she always had people with long hair. And then, you know, she would just tell God, like, Holy Spirit, can you just make my hair longer? Can you make my hair more, you know? Exactly. And then she had that. Surprisingly, she had that. Or should I say miraculously, she had that. And then... It just makes you understand that, like you said, just have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's like a friend, right? It's like a friend. Okay, just tell him, this is where I want it to be. This is where I want it to go. And, I mean, please, I man, today is not for that. <laughs> Let's just say, we're going to bring you back on the show, and then we're going to expect that you're going to fill our cups again. This has been an amazing journey. This has been an amazing journey. We're so grateful, super grateful, that you were able to take some time out. I'm going Thank to specify so some time out, you know, to speak to us. Thank you so much, Mrs. Jumoke. Like I said, to Thank our beautiful... Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said to our beautiful listeners, you can follow Mrs. Jumoke Mobile at Jumoke L on Instagram. I think she does more of Instagram. I, I really can't tell, but I think she would want to be followed yeah, on yeah. there. Yeah, so... And for her business page... Like, we all said she's an amazing fashion designer. She's in school for that now, okay? Yeah, I also promised my listeners that you were going to pronounce... I don't know if it's Lashan Way or... I don't know the pronunciation of your school right now. So, maybe just let us know. Oh, it's Fancho. Fancho College. Oh, okay. Fancho College in Lashan Way. London, Ontario. Okay, thank you very much for clarifying that because I promised that you were going to come and spell it out yourself. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I, I, I'm so grateful. Right, thank you so much. Thank you so too. much for coming on the show. We expect to have you next time on the show and we're expecting oh, that no the, 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 tea, the tea is going to be uh, I don't know how to explain it now, but we expect more. We just expect more from you. And then we wish right. you, we wish no you success in your marriage, in your journey. We wish you all the best things of life. Thank you so much for pouring Thank into you. us today. Ah, so oh, we are grateful. I'm grateful, especially. <laughs> I'm grateful, and I'm sure that they are as well. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. It's a wrap, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. Do not forget to tune in next time. Same place, same link. And follow us on all our social media handles. On Instagram, we are at Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. On Facebook, 
we are Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at Spirit Over Flesh Podcast. Thank you and God bless you. When you feel so tired but you can't sleep Stuck in